Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host and author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week on the podcast is all about spring cleaning your life. Now is the perfect time of year to wipe away things that aren't working or weighing you down because spring is a natural time of rebirth. And then spring after a pandemic? Well, yeah, let's just say there's all kinds of layers of things that we are ready to cast off. While we're still not back to our on-the-go lifestyles, now is the perfect time to clear out stuff and make space for who we want to be and how we want to live in whatever phase comes next. The problem is that as energizing as spring cleaning your life can be, it can also be overwhelming. I mean, even just spring cleaning your closet can be overwhelming. The trick is to find a way to make a big impact in a small amount of time so that you can get a whiff of how to detox your stuff. And even if you don't end up completely decluttering your whole life, you'll free up some energy and create some space for a better you to emerge. Today, I'm interviewing someone who can help us take this big desire of decluttering and getting organized and make it very practical and doable. Lisa Zaslow is the founder of Gotham Organizers. She's been a professional organizer in New York City for over 20 years, and her video on organizing a small space has been viewed millions of times. Lisa doesn't ascribe to traditional organizing advice. She says she's never figured out how to touch a piece of paper only once, (laughs) but she takes a more case-by-case approach, and her advice always makes me ready to roll up my sleeves and think about what's bogging me down in new ways. Lisa, I am so happy to have you here. Welcome. Thanks, Kate. It's great to be here. Today, I'd love to talk to you about how we can do something that will refresh our space in a very small amount of time. Because I think one of the hardest things about taking on any kind of cleaning out project, big or small, is just getting started. So can you talk a little bit about why that is and how we can outsmart that resistance? Absolutely. You use the word overwhelm in your intro, and that is the word I hear all the time from clients. When they think about getting organized or decluttering, they feel overwhelmed. And there also might be some guilt involved, like, oh, I should have done this, you know, the whole year of the pandemic, I had time, why is it still cluttery? There might be some pessimism, I've tried to do this before, and it hasn't worked, people might feel some sense of shame, that they're not as organized as they want to be. And when you have any of those kind of negative emotions, what happens is the thinking part of your brain, the part that plans and can 
create the steps in an organizing project literally shuts down. So it becomes even more impossible. Or it seems even more impossible. That's, yeah, the, keep going with that. That's so interesting. I, I, is that our executive function? Is that what's shutting down? Exactly. The executive functioning parts of your brain. And so that's why, I mean, I have clients who say to me, I don't understand. I can help other people get organized. Why can't I do this? And that's the reason because you're just not in your thinking mode when you're in your emotional mode. So the key is to separate those two things and to, really think about what you want to do and how you want to approach it before you get in there and you look at your whole garage filled with stuff and just like, ah, now what? Right. Okay. So we need to have a plan. I like that. Yeah. All right. Let's say we want to spend a couple hours this weekend refreshing our space because I know that if I can just go in and do one thing or clear out one area, all of a sudden that overwhelm starts to fade, right? It's like it frees up some energy. It gives a pep in my step. So we've got two hours to dedicate to something this weekend. How do we decide where to focus our efforts first? I would say, again, because you want to get those now, you want to get those positive emotions going, your excitement, your motivation. So you want to tie your project to a bigger goal, something that's really important to you that will make a difference. Not like I should clear out the attic, but wow, I would love to have a bathroom that feels like a spa, or it would really give me a boost at work if my office was cleared out. So think about what you really want, not what you think you should do in terms of determining your project. And the other things, a couple of things that might be helpful to keep in mind, might want to think about like what's bothering you the most, or also think about what's a project that's easy. Give yourself a quick win to start. Oh, I love a quick win. Okay. So (laughs) once you've decided, what do we need to set ourselves up for success? First of all, you want to block out the time that you are planning to do it. You know, like literally say, I'm going to start at three o'clock in the afternoon. And that again, will kind of prep your brain so that you're all ready to do it, as opposed to if you just say, I'll do it sometime over the weekend. So having a specific time that you're going to get started is a huge thing. Another thing is to get some tools ready so that you can make the process easier. You're going to want to have some trash bags. You're going to be clearing out some clutter. You want to have a spot where you can put things to be recycled or maybe to give away or even to sell. So just set that up ahead of time. That sounds awesome. Okay, so we've got the time planned. Really good advice to have a specific time because then you don't have to feel bad that you're not working on it, you know, if it's not that time. And then a couple of supplies. So we've got our stuff. It's that time. What do we do first? How do we go about it? Sure. So the process that I use with all of my clients, I call it my less mess, less stress process my five-step system that you can use to organize anything. So I'm just going to go over this, you know, pretty quickly with you. But the idea is that really there is a process that you follow um, and that will lead you to your organizing goal. So the first is committing to your goal. And that also will help with that overwhelm. So you want to be really clear about what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it. Then... The first thing that you do, so many people, you're like, oh, I want to get organized. Let me run out and buy containers. No. The first thing that you do is clear out clutter, the stuff that you don't need, that's just plain old trash that you don't want. 
because I always say it doesn't pay to organize what you don't need to keep. So you do that some decluttering. Then the kind of the real meat of organizing is categorizing, where you put similar things together, put like with like. So if you think of like a messy junk drawer, once you start putting similar things together, all of the pens, all of the notepads, all of the rubber bands, that's the categorizing step. That's when you're really creating your organizing systems. Then at step four is contain. That's when you can get your containers so that you keep your different categories separate. You can label things. That's in the contain step. And then the last thing, this is what so many people forget, is the step continue. So organizing isn't a one-shot deal. It's not like painting your house. You have to continually keep your um, systems up to date. And also throughout this process, you might go back, like you've done some categorizing, you might then find, oh my God, I have, you know, 45 pens in this drawer, maybe some of them are cluttered. So it's an iterative process where you go through these steps um, repeatedly and don't think that you need to get everything right on the first pass. It is absolutely okay to just get started and do a little bit and come back to it. You don't have to take everything off of your bookshelf and throw it on the floor like some organizers recommend. You can do this a little bit at a time and celebrate your wins as you do each step. And that will, again, give you the motivation to keep on going. I love that you have a very organized approach to organizing. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, do you have an example of a small project you've done for or with a client that's had a really big effect on their daily life and their energy afterwards? Sometimes we need to hear these examples to really get us going. Sure. And I think it's great, too, to really focus on small things because so often people, again, when you're feeling that overwhelmed, you feel like you need to do everything. And it feels like if I just do one small project, uh, what difference will it make? But I promise you, even the tiniest little project will make a difference. And one small project, this is one that I recommend with almost all of my clients, who, if we're dealing at all with anything related to work or just you know, work that you do at home, is clearing off your desk. Mm. <laughs> so I had one client, she was a lawyer, and her desk was you know, piled like maybe a foot high with stuff, papers. And when there's so much stuff in front of you, again, your brain is smart, but it can sometimes be kind of dumb. Like it sees all these piles and thinks, I need to do something with all of those things. So she felt like, you know, her work was insurmountable. So what we did was we literally just moved the things off her desk to start. Again, this is like some organizers might say, no, you have to deal with every piece of paper. But just moving them off of her prime workspace to start, clearing off her desk. She said, I've never been hit so happy to pledge my desk. She like took out a can of pledge. <laughs> but, you know, the, the wood was showing and just seeing that clean surface, she was like, wow, I can work. Um, then we you know, went through and obviously did organize all the papers, mm -hmm. but just sometimes creating a clear surface and then what I call a clutter-free zone can make a huge difference. And then, you know, your next step, you go and deal with the papers or you deal with all of the things that were on your kitchen counter. But just starting with that clean slate can increase your motivation and excitement to continue. Mm, love me a clutter-free surface. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
So Lisa, thank you so much for sharing all this. For the folks who are listening, where can they connect with you to get more of your great advice? Um, Well, if people go to GothamOrganizers.com, my website, there's tons of articles there. And also you can sign up to get my, what I call my super easy free tips. And I don't know, it's maybe 20 or 30 things that you can do, some things in seconds to make a really big difference with a small, small amount of time. Fantastic. Thanks so much for being here, Lisa. Thank you. Hi, it's Kate here with your tiny assignment. So I love hearing from an organizer who advocates starting small. Following Lisa's advice, your job is to think about where can I declutter? What's some small little spot that I could refresh that's going to carry over into the rest of my space? I liked her example of the, uh, her client who was a lawyer who cleared off her desk. It sounds like that really made a whole shift in her office and work life experience. So where is that space for you? And then what exact time can you devote an hour or maybe two hours at most to working on that place? And what supplies are you going to need? It sounds like really all you might need is a couple of trash bags or maybe a box to put stuff in that you want to carry to another part of your house or to give away. I hope that hearing Lisa talk will get you jazzed about spring cleaning some part of your house. Come back tomorrow when I am going to be talking about figuring out where the energy is festering in your life so that you can target that spot. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at KateHan, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at KateHanleyAuthor. I look forward to connecting with you. 